This is for the nerds, this is for the brainiacs, this is what we deserve. Go ahead and play it back, you ain't gonna touch me, you not gonna do nothing, you are not above me, I bet you wish you was me, I know it, I know What's up, this is a special message for Matt Berkey. My brother Slava and I would be happy to back you in the match with Nick Airball, if you're interested. But we will not be fronting any money, we will not be posting any money for you. I believe you've dealt with our brotherhood in the greater Las Vegas area before, and it would be the same arrangement as then. If you're interested, let me know. We'll send you a DM, we'll send you a WhatsApp link with a disappearing link inside of it, and Roman will be in touch with you. Good luck, brother. And congrats on the new poker out loud coming out soon. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> what is poppin', everybody? And welcome back to another special episode of the Only Friends Podcast. Well, you know, I'm here with my only friends. And you know that includes my boy, Tark 2! What's poppin'? What's poppin', baby? We gotta yeah. thank Dankness for that one this morning. That was great. That, that, that was a good... That was delivered good. again. <laughs> Dankness. I'm sorry, Slava? Slava. He's Slava, Roman's his don't boy. You, don't oh, you dare sorry. insult the brotherhood yeah, like don't that. Don't insult that Matt's backers. <laughs> <laughs> and they are in the greater um, area of Las Vegas, so. They are indeed. You got to stay away. Well, you know, they have a they have a, a collective here. They're worldwide, baby. Mr. Worldwide, you know, this is. So you can, so you can go anywhere and play. <laughs> yeah, you're goddamn right. Not that you have to pick up money or anything. Well, but. you know, sometimes moving it becomes a little bit challenging, but we, we, we work the back channel. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stick and move around here. A link within a link within yeah. a link within a disappearing link. Yeah. <laughs> safe. A disappearing WhatsApp link will have everything settled. Uh, I don't even know if that's a thing. That was so, it, is. it is now. It is now. I think it is. You look, uh, you look mighty professional. I told today. him What's he looks like on? a, he looks like a uh, blinged out Jack, Captain Jack Sparrow today. Wow, he's got the pirate type of uh, powder blue. Looks really nice on you, Conrad. Honestly, nobody's ever said something nicer to me, Landon. <laughs> look, man, I'm only I'm only so here to much. see you win. Landon, <laughs> Landon, you don't know how much I love Jack Sparrow. Jack Sparrow is my that's my that's who I am. In that's life. my guy. That's my guy. <laughs> That's my guy. <laughs> That's my guy. <laughs> this, Between, fictional, this fictional character and me, we boys now. Yeah. <laughs> Between him and half of Moody's life, like that's, I love those Hank are my Moody. Those are my uh. people. I don't know who. Okay, Hank now Moody you're is. my people. <laughs> Wait, don't worry about it, Landon. What? You don't know who Hank. This is what's wrong with your no, life. No, he doesn't. Yeah. He's like you he was like everything. five when this show came out. You stop everything and you go find out who Hank Moody you is. You go today. find out right now. Right now. <laughs> Google it. <laughs> Do you, do you are you familiar with the Lonely Island Boys uh, Jack Sparrow song featuring Michael Bolton? No, it's the greatest uh, song. Ever <laughs> it's featuring Michael Bolton. It's fantastic. He sings the chorus the whole way through. It's it's incredible. Wapo, don't get us demonetized. it's a Friday show. Roll that shit. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Wait. We're not talking about like island boys. No, no, no. no, no, no. Those, are, those are the boys. island boys. The lonely boys. It's, lonely uh, island. it's the lonely, lonely island. island. That's what I said. Uh, no, he just said lonely boys. No, I mean, uh, sorry. Just tell him what he said, Nikki. He's not going to get out of this one. No, no, in my head. In my head. So I said the lonely island boys first, and then he said, no, that's the island boys, and then that made me think it's only the lonely boys. <laughs> 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 said lonely island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, no, it's Adam Sandberg. That's a cool Adam scene. Sandberg, I think. Andy, Andy, Andy Sandberg. Sandberg. Adam. Oh yeah, yeah. Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler. Sandler Andy Sandberg. <laughs> Don't mind me. I'm stroking out over here. <laughs> you know, it's your old age, man. They both do parody songs. Yeah. So it's like, they were yeah. both on SNL. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're basically I mean, replaceable. They're same much, people. Pretty much the same person at this point. <laughs> My favorite Lonely Island song is the one with the cell phone, and he goes, <laughs> "Like your dad's on the phone." He's like, "My dad is not a phone." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I threw it on the ground. On the ground. Yeah, that was. That ain't my dad. Yeah. That's a cell phone. It's your dad. My dad is not a phone. <laughs> you two have the same sense of humor, don't you? We do, you? actually. <laughs> this is how I got her back on the show every single week. You probably Dude, like. He just sends me enough meme videos throughout the week that I'm like, all right, I'll come back. <laughs> and my mom gives you cookies that I still. Does mom, she? I have to apologize. Mom, I fucked up. Landon misrepresented today. I, I dropped the ball. I gave him a birthday gift. You did. It's right here, actually. She got me a birthday cake. It birthday... had a candle on it when it came up the stairs. <laughs> oh, Blew out go? his kids. Oh, I think I might have It's right gone. there. It's right next to you. Oh, no, no literally on the corner of the table. You like Eric Andre, no, don't you? No, the other you? corner. The, the other corner. Who's Eric there, Andre? Oh, I thought you were looking for oh, that. Oh, <laughs> no, I was looking for the candle. So oh. she got me this squirtle. It's a squirtle. It's a squirtle <laughs> Pokeball. And Not I what got... you think it is, guys. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> they know what Pokemon is because they're culture. I also was You're a little confused. the geezer. You poke it and it squirrels. What the fuck, man? <laughs> it is. It's fucking PG. Yeah, relax. Looks but like I had cookies to give to. I had the cookies to give to Nikki. Mario themed cookies because when my mom had ducks on her patio, which have now been removed. The, duck? the ducks. Where'd she go? Petunia. Uh, yeah. She did. Pe- no, Petunia got moved by the neighbors. The neighbors had enough. By oh. mo- yeah, yeah. She got moved to. The farm the, upstate. The patio got relocated by Slava and Roman. <laughs> but she, she having, moved having, with my puppy from having, uh, childhood. Also yeah, having crispy duck. Yeah. For dinner. So yeah. Uh, your my, mom has duck eggs again. Yeah, I'm sure she does. My, mom, my, mom, my mom's everywhere, but she had these new duck eggs and wanted names for potential new ducks. And Nikki, the first interaction ever that I've had with Nikki was yeah. through uh, my mom's tweet, where Nikki gave her Mario-themed names because. Daisy. Yeah, because Daisy was already there. So I was like, you know, how about Mario, Luigi, Waluigi? There's so many characters. Mario. Yeah, yeah, and I just wanted to see a duck named Waluigi, like really to cure my own depression. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then my mom just responds with, Landon, what's happening? I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> she was scared of the duck and, and ever since... Uh, my mom made some cookies for Nikki, which I was supposed to bring in today, and I, I didn't. I remembered halfway on the, the drive home. I did worse than that. So I'm leaving. Is- I'm not. I'm not staying here. Nikki, let me I always wondered why Toad was um, not like a frog, like Toadstool, creature. a mushroom. Oh, that's his name. The, the little Toad guy. Yeah, his name's Toadstool. I, was just I don't know why. I just know him as Toad. Yeah. <laughs> He is, he is just Toad. Yeah. Um, but that out of all of that, a plumber that saves a princess and eats mushrooms and gets big and then shoots fire out of his pockets, yeah. you were just weird, you're just weirded out by that Toad is like <laughs> a mushroom. Everything else is totally yeah. cool. When we look back at all this stuff, because like I know, know there's like a lot of like uh, cartoon shows and stuff that like have like what they say drug references or whatever in them. Do we think Mario's like Mario. magic they, mushrooms? Are they the mushrooms on making them, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for <laughs> like, sure, obviously, for sure. I got these. He's a, he sees like big flowers shooting fireballs <laughs> afterwards. He's scared of ghosts in his castle. I mean, I don't know. 
See, when he goes underground, he's it's him having a bad trip when he's above ground. I mean, I'm pretty sure that everybody that makes these games or like they're high storybooks, as fuck. they have to be of right. They're fucking high, man. Have you ever seen Grandma's Boy? Yes. Yeah, no. no. Oh my god, it's my what? favorite. That is it's so, so good. good. I don't have really either. Good. Yeah. All right, we'll go watch The it entire later. movie is just a bunch of stoners who are video game programmers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like smoking like, weed. This really like a uh, proto like just like idiot savant video game programmer, he runs out of ideas, so he steals the stoner guy's idea and like the whole movie is like him proving that he came up with the It's an Adam Sandler idea. movie. He's not in it, but it's like all his friends and he like produces it's a, it. Are you sure it's not Andy Sandberg? Happy Madison production. And we came back around full circle. Mm -hmm. Look at us. See that. Look at us yeah. Yeah. How to bring a tangent from one place to the other. Yeah. Billy Madison is one of the best movies ever made. Yes. That's true. I don't, do you think it would get canceled today? What? No. Is there anything in there? I, I feel like maybe. So. Mm, I don't know. No, I mean, <laughs> touch your boo. That's assault, brother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good segue. Like a lot of the That's movies that I used to love, yes. I'm like, oh, there's like that one scene they made in the Oh, yeah. Most, most of our humor from the 90s and early 2000s is very, very cancelable. Oh, but mm -hmm. it's so good, though. Like, The Office is wonderful. You know uh, yes. what show I think did like a remarkable job of kind of being. Per, like ahead of the times when it comes to progression is uh friends don't, don't say hi i'm much rather no yeah like friends friends i feel like did a lot of heavy lifting in like you know the very very early 2000s they're the ones like everyone's coming down like gen z's like oh friends is really unwatchable because really yeah they're like homophobic and no yeah. way didn't you've they, been hearing this is all discourse right now have, about like, friends didn't they have like the first uh lesbian kiss ever on air no, that I was that was that Ellen. Was Ellen. Oh, it was Ellen. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then her show got canceled because. Of that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that is kind of ironic. Yeah. But, but no, there was like there was uh, you know Ross's ex-wife was literally uh, gay in the show. Yeah. And they had like a lesbian <laughs> wedding at you know two thousand one, two thousand two. This was pretty forward thinking, I would yeah, think. Yeah, like well, Jennifer Aniston was just in like the news about how everyone's saying Friends couldn't get made today or something like that because of. Oh my gosh. Gen Z pulling up clips. And it's wild. It's, well, so, is a lot it's of, so soft. Just a lot of shows just couldn't get made today. How is she 54 just, years old? I, that, she aged remarkably. <laughs> you don't get old in Hollywood. Dude, That's true. Elizabeth Hurley looks amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Elizabeth. And she's got to be... She might be 60. Yeah, she's, she's older. She looks really? great. You think she's on Ozempic? <laughs> <laughs> she's 57. Everyone in Hollywood's on Ozempic. Or adrenochrome. Adrenochrome. Mm. <laughs> <Ooh. laughs> do we go to conspiracy chrome. land here? No. No, what, we don't. We what's don't adrenochrome? Do you don't know about it? Come on. Wait, is this the... Now Melissa make, told me about it. I can't this just is like make a joke. With, now we got to go into actual. This is something <laughs> with like fetuses or, or some shit? Not even... Well, it's like the <laughs> satanic elite uh, kidnaps kids and... Yeah. Um, Kills them for their blood, blood and, right. and they drink this this fear-based uh, hormone that it gets emitted when they are slaughtered as adrenochrome, and like it's this like stuff? the hottest drug on the market. Isn't that what the the Democrats were doing in the yeah. basement of that pizza place? Yeah, in, see, in, based, in based. <laughs> How old is this woman? Hillary Clinton was eating, drinking baby. Stop. Lamana is based. Yep. Lamana. Lamana. That's, that's Elizabeth Hurley that's now. Wait, Elizabeth is that Hurley. She just posted this. That's now. Elizabeth Hurley. She looks like her. she came right out of the Austin Powers movie. 
She's like 62. She's a slave baddie. She's 52. She's 57. 57. Jesus. God bless. Respect to that woman. See, you're gonna you're gonna start dating women like like. 20 years older than you. After today, I'm, <laughs> I'm officially off the market for good. I'm never dating again. <laughs> Chalk it up. It's been a good ride. Why? You know, you've yeah, had a good time. I'm, what are you talking about? I'm, had a great time. I'm good. <laughs> okay. It don't look good, no, cuz. I'm fucking good. I'm, I'm good. good. Uh, everybody can problem, go do their thing. Problem with some exes? <laughs> I, I don't know what you're referring to. Uh... And I want to give it no attention, but I'm just good. Done. You're I'm I'm done. good. Yeah, you know I'm just mm-hmm. I'm good. Careful, if you say that too many times, the universe will test you with like the woman of your dreams. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> try me. Yo, universe, bring it on. <laughs> fucking fucking try that. me. Okay. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I went, I went 16 years not shitting where I eat, and then you know one time comes back to bite me in the ass. All of a sudden, you bump into Elizabeth Hurley at the Resorts World. Yeah. Well, there are exceptions. It's not, Nick, it's, not, it's not Hurley. It's Nikki Glazer, obviously. Nikki Glazer, yes. I'm kind of over Nikki Glazer. Mm. Wow. Mm. What happened there? The, pand- the <laughs> pandemic ended. Yeah. He got tired of spanking off to the baddest face. <laughs> right. And that's our show, everybody. Thanks for showing up. You started this, Ryan. <laughs> Imagine thinking uh, he looks like Nikki Glazer. No, I. I <laughs> <laughs> That's the issue. Yeah, come on, give give me a little credit. Did you put a wig on. Uh, Let me see. I did just, you know, I just shave. A little <laughs> she had she had down. like a daily show during the pandemic. It was on uh, SiriusXM and then on YouTube as well, and it was remarkable. It was so good. It was like a daily variety show. Her and like a couple of her comic friends, and they would always have guests on. And like I just found it to be so entertaining. I think she's so funny and attractive and everything else. And then the pandemic ended, and she just like stopped making content, mm, and I got a boyfriend, and it's just like ah. that's really I'm kind of over this. Nikki Glaser's is back. Wapo had the camera on us, so we could show yeah. you. I, I saw the picture. She's hot, but you know, whatever. I moved on. See that Brian, just like I moved home. on from Katie Holmes whenever I was uh, in high school, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, once she started dating Tom Cruise, yeah, she went crazy. Bitten. The hands oh, of time march on. I, I, I still <laughs> just the I, thought of her with him just ruins the whole, you know, Joey Pacey. Yeah, no, that's not, dead. Or, that's uh, that's uh, totally dead. Dawson Pacey thing. Uh, I don't even know about all this stuff. I I still carry a bit of a flame for uh, Nicole Scherzinger. 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 Yeah, yeah. Do you remember when we were in Florida? Were you with Emma and I when we played Buttons in the car? Probably. Oh, what's, uh, what's buttons in the car? You gotta loosen up your buttons, baby. Uh-huh. Come on. Oh. <laughs> yeah, no, I met a friend of mine was just in the car uh, on the way to play a satellite. For, and we just had we had that song going, so it just mm. reminded me of that because we talked about we talked about the pussy cat dolls blow up. You know. Was that really a globe or was it just Nicole? I just be Nicole. I mean, I don't know anyone else who was in that group. Pretty sure that they just like you know. I, gave her backup singers. They're iconic. Were they like the, they were kind of like the first kind of pop girl band? What, is, no, what are you what talking about? You ever heard of the Spice, Spice Girls? Girls? Oh, were they first and then the second? Oh, he's so young. And then there's Destiny's Child. I also doubt that there's so many TLC? iconic TLC. girl groups in between Spice <laughs> yeah, Girls yeah. and Listen, and, my uh, life. 
pussycat. Left eye life, life only started when I then was born because <laughs> I didn't know anything else existed, right? Left I eye burned that. a boyfriend's house down before fucking. Andre Rossi, baby. Andre Rossi. Wait, wait, wait. What now? Left eye burned Andre Risen's house down. Yeah. TLC. I mean, Brian, Brian burned down the woods in his house. Not my house. Same thing. Just the woods. Well, left eye was an influencer. That's right. She was. R.I.P. to Left Eye. Yeah. Her and Aaliyah gone too soon. This yeah. was all before Lana was born. Yeah, that's true. It Crazy. really was. Unbelievable. So much stuff happened. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's almost like as if there were centuries of this <laughs> earth prior to your existence. Yeah, we, Nick and I talk about this. We talk about like how influential Jesus was. You know, that he literally changed time after him. He did. B.C.E. and A.D. Yeah, time is labeled after his uh, birth, his death. It's going to be like when you leave the poker community, Matt. It's going to be before and after <laughs> Matt in the poker community. You know, I... You're I the martyr DM of this community. I would Matt. go ahead and bet against that one. Uh, Twitter might, might take a bit of a hit for a little while, but... Well, I, don't, I don't really know. What else do we have to talk about? Can we... Can we... We move on. <laughs> this is it. This show's over. What were we just talking about? We're all going to delete our Twitter. You, you have a new venture. I do with in Caitlin. Space. We've talked about it a bit, but you finally yeah. Dropped. We had a really smooth rollout on this show last week, so I was like really <laughs> happy about that. <laughs> Found like a pickleball site and sure. a, a Nazi um, channel, but yeah, that day <laughs> was the day that we uh, we filmed at, at Sulfur Y downstairs. Um, with Brad Owen and Andrew Nimi and Melissa Schubert, shout out, and mm -hmm. Nigel. Nigel. Melissa, yeah. Nigel Melissa's Snake. part was actually like really great yeah, in there. Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> it was really funny. <laughs> it was so fun. Um, yes. It's my workout. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, Caitlin and I are starting a podcast, but uh, we did a sketch asking permission to do poker content first um and so we we really love doing sketches and bits and uh more scripted little little stuff like this but it's um it's not as sustainable to do weekly like when you're doing when you're starting a new channel you should really be uploading once a week at least like very consistently and doing a sketch a week especially with her living in a different state would be kind of unsustainable but we love doing them like the idea of doing them like once a month or like in between uh podcast episodes just to um, have fun with different people in the poker community, see them play roles that they may have never played before. You know, Andrew and Brad are almost unrecognizable in the characters that we cast <laughs> them as. And it was really fun getting to like play with everybody and get them out of their comfort zone. Like Brad's terrified of snakes and he had Nigel on his neck for like <laughs> two minutes. So that was, it was just really fun to get to play. And they did a great job. Like both of them were just so excellent at um you know taking the character and running with it and committing to it we're like hey could you do this more grisly and they just like went with it and it was it was really really fun camera works pretty sick too yeah so shout out to larry susan he does a lot of work with the wpt and i actually met to, met him last year uh at punter's pad the acr house that um acr had any pros that acr has that um don't live in vegas they rent out uh, a big like Airbnb house, man like a huge mansion house with like a bowling alley and like all kinds of shit in there. And they uh, house all their people and they make content. And so they did this thing called Punter Olympics last year. And Larry um, like was doing all the camera work and all the uh, all the stuff for their scripted content. And uh, we kept in touch. And 
it is so hard to find camera people in Vegas. I didn't realize because I've been so spoiled living in LA. Yeah, like I can everywhere. Yeah, and corner. like I have like a list where yeah. like at any second I could be like, oh, I'm gonna film a sketch today, and like I could have like five camera guys right there. And um, it, here it was like, oh my god, like I didn't realize the scarcity of of people that uh, can operate a camera. And so luckily. Uh, he popped up on my Twitter timeline. I was like, oh yeah, Larry or Susan. He goes by Susan. And, um, I, oh, yeah, long Susan. hair, blonde yeah, hair yeah. kid. Yes. I like this yeah, guy. Susan. I see him all the time. Yeah. yeah. Susan's fucking epic. He's great. And so this was my first time working with him on like my own project, but, um, yeah, he did all the camera and the sound and it was great. It was awesome. It was, uh, as somebody who's vlogged in the past and, you know, I'm around production all the time. It, it was impressive knowing that you guys are like a skeleton crew yeah, and that this is kind of being edited by one person, filmed by another person. And, you know, you're not exactly dealing with uh, longtime actors. No. Yeah. And also we only had him like we only had everyone for maybe like two hours and to do like a whole a five minute sketch can take. You could, you could spend all day, maybe even two days on doing like a five minute sketch mm -hmm. if you really wanted to go full out um you know fully produced with a whole crew but uh yeah we had two hours about two and a half hours to get everything shot and uh set up your place downstairs to look like it could be like a mafia den which actually <laughs> the industrialness like really right. helped yeah. it, it looked really good i thought and you can notice uh solve for why poker chips that mm -hmm. <laughs> nigel goes you, over. you guys did a great job of making it look like a low rent rap video you can help us with tortoise in the main i could mm. you What's know tortoise? i don't know what that is You're but gonna... i could <laughs> you most certainly could i could i like how i commit right away without knowing. <laughs> that's because you know so easy. what I'm gonna, I'm gonna piss you you're going to enjoy you know what i mean probably we have the same kind of humor we do yeah. anyways i don't want to commit to that too much but yes anyways we have this we have this idea of having a music video for brian for the main event okay because out of nowhere we said we should get the tortoise in the main and then we turned it into brian and i turned it into like a song where it's like tortoise in the main it's the tortoise in the main you know and, and it keeps yeah. going so now we need to make a music video we have to hype it up get okay. the intro going get sketches mm -hmm. going brian walks into the See? world series yeah you know acting all cool we, we basically one up phil hummus wsop main event entrance gotcha with brian lamana okay are you uh, in i, I maybe fuck. A, hard, a hard maybe a hard maybe <laughs> Damn it. I will be around. <laughs> hey, I don't know how to music produce. That's the only mm. thing. I come up with music video ideas all the time in my head, but <laughs> I don't know how to make any music. So How do we do it? Who do like, we find? If you go find out. I don't know. Whenever I want to do something, I just like you have to be resourceful. We, we got Hoodie Allen on the There you uh, go. The yeah, Allen, use yeah. your your connections. Yeah, he's on the hook. I'm trying to use you. <laughs> <laughs> I can I edit. I can edit. I can produce, but I can't I don't know. I can't do music stuff. So, if you get the song, I can put together we would, see we're gonna produce have to the music video actually record the song first we need to get yeah the recording studio. like if you can record a song first i can i know how to produce a video but i can't do the song part. we need the music video part well okay you're get the song the, done first you're in for the music video. <laughs> you can't you're, do the video part first yeah kind of need the song first right yeah. So, hard maybe. I'm Get a, back to I'm, me. I'm a, I'm a cart before the horse type of I mean, person. Yeah. You know, the song's almost done. We got Tortoise in the Main. So you're an ideas Bye. guy, Landon. <laughs> Brian walks into the series and VPIP 7% for eight hours. <laughs> 7%? He's playing loose that day. The song adds 2% to his VPIP easy. <laughs> uh, I don't want to, you know, the six out of line line. here. Yeah. 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 
be on brand. Love it. So <laughs> what is the plan as far as release schedule goes? I know you guys are making more of these sketches, but you're going to mainly yeah, be a podcast. So mostly it's going to be a podcast. You're going to try to steal our award. Everyone, exactly. you know, lower that's their what fucking I, that's expectations. That's what I thought. I'm like, well, well, I don't I have, an, I don't have enough friends to steal your podcast idea. So it's, no, just our award. Just the award. Oh, the award. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we're definitely stealing it. Yeah, okay, sure, for sure, for sure. Up. I don't know if you know this, but I'm one of us won an award. Also, not maybe not me, but <laughs> one of us involved in the duo did sure. win her own GPI award. It's a team mm-hmm. award now. Shout out to Caitlin Kameski. Um, yeah, so it's mostly going to be a podcast, uh, and we have like fun games and stuff, like uh, putting poker people, like people from the community, into spots that they don't don't normally get involved in, like putting them in like fun games, like when you know when we all played a game on solve on this one. I almost call it solve for why because everything's oh, that's fine. Brandon, oh, yeah. yeah. I thought you were gonna make them, only like, friends do a normal like do a, like a normal job, like go to an office nine to five for a week. That would sounds like a nightmare. I would do it if That's I could. That's something that poker players are very. If I could vlog uh, it, <laughs> a poker player gets that a real is job out of their comfort zone. Yeah, yeah, yeah that is not something I have <laughs> experience with. Nope. But uh, yeah, no, putting them like more fun party games, and uh, we have serious conversations with them and interviews. But with, that, with them, you make them seem like a sideshow. <laughs> with them, with them, these little creatures I yeah. have on the side yeah. over here. We just talk to what them. Dance puppets. How am I supposed to talk? The people of the poker community. <laughs> I mean, that they are creatures. We they are, are yeah, creatures right? to be to be messed with, to, to be, be experimented. experimented on. Yeah. Yes. Have you? Yeah, like, what if what if we put them in this situation? Yeah. What if you make a poker? <laughs> have you filmed any podcast yet? We did. So when Caitlin was out last time, we just did a week of straight filming, and we filmed about six episodes of. Well, it was five episodes of the podcast and then the sketch. So six weeks of content. And uh, hopefully what we're hoping is um, she comes out and stays here for the series and we'll get a lot more filming done. We have a lot of like man on the street bits that we want to do. We want to add some shorts to like in between episodes. I love shorts. Yeah. Do you? I love five inch inseams. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard. Yeah. heard this about you. Yeah. I knew it was going to a pun. It's ahead of you. <laughs> But uh, yeah, as, there's not really a big content. I see planned. why you're a cat lady. <laughs> dangle the fucking yeah. mouse on the string. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, podcast. Yeah. Where were we? Yeah, <laughs> treats. Uh, yeah, so I, I don't know. The, we, we, the first week she was out here, we brainstormed a lot of stuff that we're both really into, excited about. We pitched each other like a lot of similar ideas. We had. It's kind of freaky how similar our ideas were that were written down on paper. So immediately we knew we could work together. And now it was just about like taking all those ideas and putting them into like a show that we could feasibly do consistently, sustainably, be able to block shoot uh, a bunch of content at one time since she lives in a different state and uh, and also have fun with it, like do something different. Um, so yeah, it's at its baby stage right now, but the first week we did a lot of marketing, um, like putting together photos, and, like did a professional photo shoot and putting together a schedule and scripting out a lot of stuff and kind of getting um, like loose commitments from guests and that we could cast later. And uh, then she came out two weeks later and we actually block shooted everything. And so that was last week. And um, this week was our, was our launch on Wednesday. And we were like nervous, but also excited. There's a lot of those feelings of, you know, you're starting something new. When you guys started this podcast, you probably had like 
the similar feelings no. of like this could not flop. I don't know. No, no, no professional. We actually we actually turned the camera on and then turned it off for our first episode because it was that bad. I yeah. believe that. And then we kept going. It wasn't bad. It was just, That's the good know. part. It, it wasn't bad. It was our 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 lawyer friend over here, Mr. Conrad Simpson, uh, gave us some bad information. Oh. I did not. I gave <laughs> you some information and then you took it for as it was that we, person. We could we, not We didn't want to start episode. off the podcast <laughs> So there's a secret episode out there? Yeah. There's wow. two of them. It's actually not out there. There's two yeah. secret yeah, there's episodes. An, there's well, another they, one where I lost a bet. It is out there on a hard drive somewhere. No, it's, it's on our YouTube. It's just private. See? Uh... There's another episode where I lost a prop bet to Melissa and uh, we had a drag makeup artist come in and Do put, you put me in, in full drag and then That's we decided fun. that it probably shouldn't get released. Why? Because of poker Twitter and the culture we live in. It's just like, it's, it's not... I don't know. It's too scandalous. You, I think. Oh, okay. Too, I mean, I think there's a there's a way to do it maybe. where it's, if you guys were like you know roasting the drag community the whole time, that would be bad. No, it was the opposite. Yeah. I actually yeah. inter- I actually interviewed the makeup artist for like thirty minutes. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Like I don't know if you've heard of like Rhett and Link or. Mm-mm. Okay, they do a podcast, a Mythical Morning podcast. Uh, it's like a radio show, but podcast every day. Anyway, they're like super progressive, and they just did like um, one where uh, Link turned into a drag queen and it was like a whole like the drag queens like really talked about um their community and stuff and it was really just i don't know it was positive i think that you could have done yeah but okay I it see. was dicey I understand. it was dicey. i just right. i'm probably just not the person like i i think there's too many people who are excited at the idea of roast, seeing you in drag. just like no just like roasting me at the stake for anything that's like even remotely controversial i see yeah that does happen on on twitter especially yeah twitter's, twitter's a very special place it's a, it's a dark, dark. <laughs> i actually left twitter for a good year and a half because i just it was just a, it's a very angry place yeah. to be i think people go there to like get their anger fix because they don't get to release it in normal life so behind a screen it's so like way easier you're to, back to the pit of despair and then you I, came yeah. back and said i love poker twitter you're so do. cute I actually really love poker Twitter. When I first moved to Vegas, I was still like not on Twitter at all. But then I started going on there. Uh, I forget why. I think it was just a post about WSOP or something. But um, yeah, I like like for some reason, their algorithm figured out that I liked reading poker tweets. And so a bunch of you started popping up on my timeline. That's actually I found all of you was just like from like I wasn't following anyone you just randomly popped up on my timeline Landon's mom's asking about duck names I'm like I don't know who this guy is but I got duck names so <laughs> here you go and uh, and then I just you know got sucked into all of your timelines of of like the little beefs and dramas that you have and it, I think it's fun it's like it's like not um it's not too heavy it's like just enough that it's like spicy but not not like real life heavy like mm-hmm. no one's getting like murdered or whatever it's just like really light poker beef that people get all jazzed about it's and not I like it's political cute. twitter right yeah That's, exactly that, like that it's gets not like really real like yeah. Yeah. yeah i can't even imagine other parts of twitter outside of poker twitter it all seems like so much you anger don't want to I it's don't. so angry and it's so like polarizing and it's just gross out there, but uh, yeah, poker Twitter drama is like it's like watching a little soap opera. It's fun. 
Like I know all the characters now. <laughs> I'm invested. They've got such different personalities. Uh, I like seeing them interact. It does seem like a great time for content. Yeah, it is a great time for content. <laughs> so I couldn't, I wasn't going to ever do poker content. But, but here we are. Here we are. Um, <laughs> I'm retired. I'm unretired. I do have a poker like Twitter, Twitch stream, but it's like, you know, whatever. it's just me practicing um, MTT stuff. But it's fun. I was in there once. You, yeah, you were. Um, that was fun. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, but with like Caitlin having such a strong background in the same type of comedy, like improv, sketch, all that stuff, it was just really easy to connect with her because she follows everyone in the poker community too. So we get tickled by the same things. Yeah. And so it's it's easy to like work together and, and make content about that because we both want to talk about the same things in the same way where we don't take sides. We're not really like hard stance, hard opinion, going to fight for like uh change in any way we just kind of um express people each side's viewpoint comedically You're just here for the memes yeah here for the memes yeah me too and, and i i think it's fun i think it's it's a healthy way to uh take um hot topic issues and and make them more light and fun how much of a silver platter would you say that we're just serving this up to you guys on so shiny <laughs> so so shiny <laughs> I mean, it so doesn't really polish. seem like, like every day that I think it's just going to finally quell a bit and calm down. Well, you know, what's so funny is that like our first sketch was going to be with you and, and everyone here, Caitlin had written this sketch, uh, about making you the center of drama, but this was back in early March before you actually were the center of drama. Yeah. She like, manifested. I feel, I feel like she you. just hadn't been around long enough. Like I always seem to find my way to to get my head on the chopping block at some point in time but the way we were gonna do it was way funnier than the way that it happened I read in the real script. life yeah it she was way it funnier it than, was good. than like a, a heads up battle boring yeah Boo. lame Boo. boring we're still gonna do that sketch by the way but hey stay tuned go subscribe over at aceholes pod at aceholes Ace pod. pod okay <laughs> i think if you google search it or if you like youtube search it now things do pop up we just didn't have no. seo before let's not they try but it. don't try it I that was very it. messy <laughs> i tried it you still need the at symbol no you do need the at symbol but now if you put aceholes pod or like aceholes caitlin or ace <laughs> you know aceholes poker like it comes up in the search Let's not try Let's it. Don't, I'm scared. I don't want you to, but they can out there. They In want. the comfort of their own home. Yeah. I, I just searched Ace Hold Pod with no at symbol. And Ace I have Holes to tell poker. you. Ace Hold Poker. I have to tell you. Ace Hold Podcast. Everything that comes up. <laughs> Keep has, going, Nikki. Keep going. Everything that comes up has the name asshole in it. Maybe I actually come up <laughs> well, there before, you go. before your podcast. At least that comes up. Is it, <laughs> an, is episode, it too late? <laughs> an episode of the Only Friends podcast comes up in the top fifteen, top put, ten. Put ace holes poker. <laughs> it turns why, why are you so bad at, at YouTube search? <laughs> <laughs> oh, if you make it all one word, though, you come up. Your first, you're the first Yay. hit. Yeah. All right. It turned it made it Ace Holes Pod all one word. We're in the, the algorithm. You're in the algo. Somewhere. Somewhere what, in there, deep down. What's your what's your expectation for this? Call it three months, six months, twelve months. You know, I don't know. I don't like to put that kind of pressure on because I've I feel like when you focus too much on numbers or that type of thing, um like it, it it creates a bad product i think if you just focus on having fun with what you're doing and like and like creating something that you actually enjoy like the the numbers and the 
the stuff that you the other stuff follows i feel the same way about poker like when people get too like into the money and not like the fun of figuring uh, of getting better at the game or like you know having fun with like actually being there and solving spots like you just I think that's how you become a misreg so as a old youtuber I'm, like has been around a lot of ms youtubers um i i just tr I, I get inspired by more of like creating fun stuff and i think that there's like a lot of fun stuff especially coming up with the series um that so my expectations of three months are less to do with like growth and more to do with like what kind of content can we uh mine and and pull out that really hasn't been done yet too much in the poker community um i think there's a lot of fun man on the street stuff that we can do i think there's uh, a lot of fun stuff at a poker night in america we got to go over there and like do the rehearsal night and they have like a huge mansion house with yeah. um different rooms and pools and and a bartender and all kinds of stuff and they were you know we were talking to them about filming stuff there and so there's a lot of like directions we can go and so it's just going to be about what's the most fun and what's the most like what do we think people will, will want to watch that is also really fun for us to make um and keeping it fun like that uh but yeah i don't i don't know um and i, I kind of like it like not knowing like not really having a like we have to do x or else we failed let me let me reframe the question a bit yeah. and still hold your feet to the fire a bit okay uh -oh. do you think it's uh it's possible in today's landscape to do this uh and make enough money where you'd be happy oh so you're talking about money well i wasn't specifically when i was saying expectations <laughs> i was like you gave a good answer oh okay um but now i'm talking There's about a lot of different metrics that people yeah. gauge success by like how many views are you getting how many subscribers uh how much money those are all very different things um it takes a, a lot of time in the content world to build a new channel from scratch and then get it i think people don't realize like how how long you have to go like be consistent before you're actually making like a decent amount of money mm. um for me and this was back in like 2000 11 or something <gasps> uh like i made my first hundred dollars after getting 120,000 subscribers and getting like a minimum you know 20 15 to 20,000 views per video that was like my first like couple hundred dollars and i was like really excited about it the landscape has changed a lot where you can get sponsors and like there's more monetization opportunities merch sponsors Help um us. I, i'm trying <laughs> but uh but like you know i think that you have to be really smart about how you build it first and i don't think you really have before you start thinking about money, I think I think I'm very like product first and like creating something that I really love first, and then going on and be like, hey, here's my baby, and I think it's worth this much. Like I yeah. like and and then you can can find uh, different ways of monetizing, but um, it has to it has to really come from that that consistency and the strong desire to to create content and like what you're doing. So for it to, I mean. That's a that's a weighted a loaded question of like how much would I have to make for it to be worth it because the worth for me is more in creating a solid product yeah and then the money um like I I don't want to like be broke trying to like make a solid product like we're very low to no budget right now but we're creating stuff like even without a budget right now and so adding that is only making it is only going to make the product better but having like the solid baseline I think is the most important and um 
I think, you know, both Caitlin and I are like, let's check back in in six months. Yeah. You know, let's see, like, is it still worth it for us to keep going? Is it something that we really love and believe in? Is it something that's generating enough, um, like, enthusiasm that it's worth it to keep going, even if we're only generating this much income? But yeah. I think right now it's like, if, when you're in the very beginning stages, and I say this to everyone that is like, hey, how do I start a YouTube channel? Or like, how do I get X amount of followers? Um, I, I They're focusing on the wrong thing. Like you have to first, like really focus on something that you wanna share with the world. That's something that you're good at and that you can stay passionate about for many months on end without getting paid. Um, that's the that's the key to like really creating something that's eventually gonna blow up. Because if you can't go that long, or if it's something that you're like, only if I make X amount of money in six months can I keep going, then you might, might stop right before you explode. The internet is so weird like that, where like you can go six months with, with getting like, you know, a hundred views per video. And then all of a sudden, a video that you did three months ago blows up and a bunch of people are finding your channel, but you quit because right. you were like, oh, this doesn't work. Yeah. And so you really can't judge based off of metrics like that. You, If you're gonna create, you really have to go to the foundation of that word of being a creator, of like really being in it for the joy of creating and trusting that if you're putting out a solid product in the world, like you're gonna eventually make money from it or be able to like, sustain it in a way that's that's like feasible for you to keep going yeah. there's no commitment right you just do it you, you find it fun and then yeah. if it works out it works out if it doesn't no we no big deal but it's not about having these metrics in place that you need to hit or else it's a failure absolutely and, and i think that the same i would approach poker the same way for anybody that's like you know i want to quit my job and play poker it's the same thing for content creation i want to quit my job and, and do content creation okay well you're gonna be a lot more pressured to like monetarily succeed rather than like doing it for the fun of doing it and like getting good at something. I would instead advise people to keep their job and get really good at doing this on the side. And then like that way you're good at what you do first before, and without having to worry about where money is coming from. And then once you kind of get it and like you're starting to get some cash flow, then you can start like, putting more time into this side thing and, and maybe letting go of your regular job because you know that the money is coming in or that things are flowing and, and like you have a system in place like where it's not so like panic mode if a video doesn't hit the way it was supposed to hit or like, you know, whatever, because people get caught in that trap where they, you know, quit their stuff too early and then they're just so, it, it the energy turns more desperate rather than like, the fun and like the building and the creating process. It's kind of the cool thing about starting young when you do some new things because totally. you don't need you don't need as much money. It's so much easier to start young. You don't need money to do anything. You're, you don't have dependents. You don't have to worry about a mortgage. I didn't to... pay rent for the first year living at my mom's place trying to figure out to make poker work. Cherish it. I made I made I made like no I made like no money and all I did was get good at poker because I had time to do exactly. that. Exactly. But if I had other things to worry about like a job or like other bills to pay I, no shot why do you think so many old people like miss like they're like oh, i blew it when i was young honestly i don't think you're ever too old to to do this it's just that you get stuck in this mindset that's become a habit yeah it's just you got to really change your habits when you're older to like reverse your thinking into not being so um attached to like your you know your responsibilities that you have like your your obligations this whole like limiting limiting life that you've created a lot of people create by the time they're in like their 30s is like this um 
like, well, they got, they have a family to feed, they have a wife, so it's, it's not, the stakes are much higher if they fail at something new than if um, they're 18 years old. Yeah, um, I guess I was speaking, I, I attached- It's into a whole different land. No, 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 <laughs> like, it's fine. But, yeah. I, I, I attached a dollar amount to it, but I guess what I was yeah. really asking is like, do you think that the ceiling is low in this space or do you think that it's actually uh, kind of ripe for the picking and possibly I think can flourish? That, personally, I wouldn't be interested if it wasn't, I, if I didn't think it was in just the right place. Mm. I think that there's, the community is constantly growing, especially thanks to all these poker vloggers like uh, Rampage and, um, and and Brad and Andrew and all these new poker vloggers that are popping up. It's bringing a lot more people into the space. And when you have poker influencers like that, you're now at the perfect breeding ground for this content generation to pop up where people will understand the jokes because now they're like getting more into the game and they're not just seeing it as something that they play with their family on on easter or whatever like right. the, on their get togethers now it's like you got this whole new generation that maybe they don't know uh perfect solver charts and they won't be able to follow along if you're talking too much about uh, three bet and four bet positions and stack depth and SPR and stuff, but they get they get the game enough and they understand the world enough and they like the the funness of it. I was talking to someone from Poker.org. Shout out to Mo. Um, he was interviewing us and he asked kind of a similar question, like you know you're going for for me I'm going from something more general to something way more niche and like is that a mistake? And I don't think it is in the content world. The YouTube algorithm has changed so much that if you were to start a YouTube channel today, you're better off going niche than you are going broad because mm. you're going to find an audience that's way more dedicated, that understands what you do more, that is like there for the same interests as you, and then you can expand from there. Um, have you ever watched the show Portlandia? No, I've heard of it though. You've heard of it, okay. Uh, well, in that, the show's all about like making fun of, like making memes of Portland uh, okay. culture, right? I've never been to Portland, yeah. but I fucking love that show because you don't really have to have gone to Portland to understand like the jokes that they're making, the meme they set up the characters so perfectly. And I think the same way about the poker community is like, you don't really have to know all that much about the mathematics of poker and the like, the having a balanced range or, or any of the intricacies. But if you know, just like the gist of the game and kind of the types of people in the world, like you can watch poker content. Yeah. And I think that that's kind of what Caitlin and I are tapping into with, um, and, and involving people in the actual poker community because we are generally genuinely interested in 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 everyone as people and like um, the way they operate their life. I think Alan Kessler is like one of the most interesting people. Oh, God, I yeah. really <laughs> want him to be. On, Alan, you have an open invitation oh to be. Oh my God! Oh, yeah. 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 I love him. <laughs> oh my goodness! Just but bring like, chicken tenders; so you'll be fine. Like people, Plain like, like yeah. there's so. Uh, Caitlin was talking about this in the interview as well. Like. They're, the poker community attracts uh, like you're playing a game that that is some uh, some to some is con considered degenerate like in the outside world to some it's mathematical and like very like uh, systematic but like you attract so many different types of characters that are all living in the same world playing the same game and I think that's what's so interesting and unique about this community um, and so those types of like extremes of people are really fun to like see interact with each other and it happens at the tables all the time and I've I always said this before was that like I wish like I could vlog the interactions at the tables more so than the hand histories like the 
fun of seeing these different types of people interact is so much more interesting to me than the actual like game itself yeah. um, in some in some ways I think, I, I think that's where tv poker has always strived to be relevant and largely just failed right like mm -hmm. I, I mean, you, you probably weren't paying that close of attention, but like the early World Series episodes, they did a great job of cultivating these story, story arcs. Storylines, yeah. Yeah, because they were 30-minute episodes that they chopped down. Like, it, they were released eight months after the World Series had already concluded. But it didn't matter because the internet was very slow back then, and we were also far removed that if you weren't in Vegas, you had no idea yeah. what the fuck was going on. And this was a way to tap you in. So it was like, it, it was almost like what vlogging uh, like vlogging kind of usurped it in a way mm -hmm. because it was giving you the information faster and uh, it was more boots on the ground type of stuff. But they were great about it. And like, that's why Norman and Lon became the characters that they are, the voices of the World Series. Like, they were just doing reads over these, you know, segments of basically big hand versus big hand collision that were intertwined with like some sort of story, story arc. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. But it that's died. So smart. That's so smart. Though. It died with live streaming though. Right, we got to the point where we're like, just hook it to our veins, man. Like, we yeah. we need all fucking ten hours of every hand that's played, so we can ridicule <laughs> these people and just say like, I would have never made that mistake over and over and over again. And now all of a sudden, it's to the point where like, produced poker is all but dead. I mean, Poker Go releases maybe a dozen produced episodes a year at most. Mm -hmm. uh, TV poker is like largely dead. So now all of a sudden, we have these independent models, so to speak, like started or originated with vloggers but it's very quickly morphing like we can see that yeah that maturation process taking place where you know people like you and caitlin are coming in that actually have a background in comedy or acting or you know the 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 arts if you will and you're putting your spin on it and now it's becoming like almost like sketch comedy intertwined with a podcast and it's it's growing to so much more there's no there's no industry backing yeah, that's, no, not that's yet. That's the trouble. Well, yeah. no, it's not the trouble, though, Matt, because it's the ground floor. It's so interesting to me because, like, you know, going to the GPI Awards and, like, the content creators, I, I, I love all of them, and I think that their ideas are, are so good, and, like, they're, but the videos are, like, very, like, similar to the type of content that um, people were making on YouTube back in like 2012. Yeah. And, and I'm seeing the same trajectory of it starting with the vloggers and then going into like, uh, more sketch and, and that type of thing. It's, it's kind of the same trajectory and all you of see that the vision. Ended, ended up becoming like way more mainstream where if you go interview, uh, you know, 18 year olds on the street, like they're more familiar with Mr. Beast than they are with some A-list is A-list celebrity that just did a blockbuster film. Mm -hmm. So I think it's really cool that um, that the poker community is here in the content in the content world, like where yeah. there's so much more room to grow. Where it got really saturated in like the comedy YouTube world, like right. it, where it. The, I don't think you can. You can't really start a sketch comedy channel. Maybe you can. TikTok kind of took over for the, the yeah. comedy part, like yeah, where yeah. if people wanted short form sketches. But um, it's it's harder and it's more saturated. It's a little. It's it kind of like ran its course. Like I feel like each little genre ran its course. Like um, I saw I was getting really into in like 2016 17 i was getting really into like the finance youtube was blowing up like mm -hmm. you know graham stefan graham stefan's channel like he was just starting out kevin uh what's his name uh meet kevin there's um, actually someone in this community that does uh like a major finance well graham stefan lives here now like mm -hmm. in vegas uh, uh. Yeah. yeah, you yeah. might be doxing him, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> he did a whole video.
video on how he got yeah. his house for free in Vegas. He's mm. very open about like where he, he lives. In he, he lives closer than you think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, <laughs> that that whole uh, finance YouTube when everyone was starting out, they weren't making very much money. Like they were just sharing tips and being passionate about what they knew in their niche, and then all of the ads because that that genre started blowing up all of the ads were weighted where like those channels if you were to start a finance channel you would make way more ad sense yeah. uh, and and monetize way bigger the cpms than the, were like the ridiculous. exactly yeah. the cpms were way bigger ours and, are actually really high in poker see, right now like because like near ten dollars it's niche and it's it's not like when you're playing, paying for something broad, you don't know who it's going to hit. But mm. when you're paying for something niche, there's a dedicated audience to that. And I think that that, that is really neat. Uh, if you're going to start a new channel, I think people make the mistake of thinking like, oh, I want to reach as many people as possible. Well, one, it's hard. Two, yeah. when, you, when you do, like be careful what you wish for because your viral videos are often the demise of a lot of channels because they can't handle the heat. When you get a viral video, you get so much hate. Like there's yeah. so many people because you don't know who it's hitting and there's so many people that that hate you and will like put like write just the, the meanest comments and people aren't wired for that. If you've never had a lot of attention on you and then you get inundated with uh, half a million hate comments, you like... <laughs> it makes you want to hide in a hole forever and so yeah it's like it's not like and you don't make by the way you don't make like a hundred thousand dollars if your video goes viral like people think oh you had a viral video like you must you must be rich now like that's not how monetization works at all and so i i think it's way smarter and like more fun to start very niche build an audience that gets what you're doing that has fun with you that has like fun seeing your growth and then if you have one or two videos pop off it's fun but like if you get hate comments like those aren't that's not your audience like and you can really separate that yeah. and i think that people um who have never especially people who have never started a channel before who have never created content before um don't like kind of get that part mm -hmm. that it's like it's not just like, oh, bam, you started a channel and uh, you had a video go viral. Now you're a millionaire. Like, it's not like that at all. Like, it's long sustainability niche. Yeah. Having fun with what you're doing is like way more important. Correct me if I'm wrong, but like, I think another big opportunity that, that we may be facing is uh, if you look at the entertainment industry, whether you're talking about at a grand level, like uh, blockbuster movies and actors, actresses, et cetera, or on a more localized level, like the YouTube creator space, it's a lot more equitable. You're, you're going to see a lot more female representation there mm -hmm. uh, and a lot more diversity as a whole. This seems like this could be a great bridge for us becoming a lot more equitable of a community, like by those people uh, utilizing that skill set to become someone in this space. Yeah. Right? Like, you are pretty fresh into your poker career at this point. Totally. Like maybe a year and a half. Oh yeah, almost two years. Okay, so almost yeah. two years that you've been taking this relatively seriously. But assuming that, that the ace hole pods blows up, that's forgotten immediately. <laughs> yeah. Like you're just given your pro card kind of thing, right? And I think that that becomes a really a really positive thing. Now, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of downside to it. Like mm -hmm. I think Marina Konnikova went through this a bit. Definitely. Where you know, she wrote this amazing book. She's a fantastic writer. She's world-renowned in the thing that she's the best yes. at. Yes. And... I love her, by the way. Of course. She's she's the fucking best. Yeah. Literally just the best. But then on top of that, it's like she's a rank amateur at, at poker and got pretty good pretty quickly. Yeah. And because 
immediately she's someone now in this community she takes all this backlash of well you're not like you know as good as people are implying that you are you're not as good as you think you are like everybody has to like knock you down a peg so don't get me wrong like there's obviously the downside to it but the fact of the matter is she's still a face in, in this industry she's still representing uh you know an unrepresented uh kind of demographic Definitely. And actually touching on that point, uh, I think the, the question that most females, whether you're in comedy or you're in poker or whatever, you're in a male dominated industry. Like when you get on a podcast or you get interviewed, a lo- like almost with 100 percent of the time, they're going to ask, like, how do you get more women into the space? You know, that that's a question that comes up a lot. And I don't I don't really have a direct answer for that other than just being like just loving what you do. And, and it attracts when people see Uh, people who are like them doing something that seems fun it gets them interested without you really having to to try so uh, maria uh, maria is a great example because when i read her book my therapist actually recommended her book to me this was back in like october 2021 i was just playing cash i never touched a tournament before and reading her book made me want to try tournaments especially getting you she she did such a great job of like adding the personal i related to so much of her experiences as a woman and like as not just a woman but that personality type as a woman where like i've frequently in male dominated spaces and um not wanting to be a pushover but also like having this maybe innate thing that society has done that without me really knowing uh subconsciously of feeling like i can't be too outspoken because then people will label me and not want to work with me and then i have to like kind of teeter this line and she did a really good job of describing what that feels like and also how to balance that and um and then her experiences in the tournament world and how she related that to poker and i related to that part so hard and it made me want to try tournaments and so like how do you get more women in the space will you like sharing experiences like that how you overcome came in and like also all the fun parts and then what you learned along the way and then when i when you see someone who's similar to you doing something that you are interested in it makes you like want to to do more of it and i think it attracts a lot more people and and in an approachable way and so yeah like caitlin and i aren't making a show to get more women in the space but maybe that might be uh an added side factor um something that like comes along with the with the territory which is really nice and and i hope that happens yeah i think like at a bare minimum it lowers the barrier of entry yeah right like it can be such an intimidating cold space where it's just like okay these people don't look like me they don't they don't think like me they don't talk like me i don't really have anybody to relate to and this game seems pretty hard yeah and it kind of just like flat lines right there sure but like you know if if this takes off and there are a lot of other examples too uh i know camille is um is that, is that her name camille yeah. brown camille yeah, uh, oh, that, that wasn't who i was thinking of oh, uh okay. the Leha? wait what leha call me leha no the the um the gg yeah the eastern european girl that yeah leha streams. is that her name yes i thought it started with a c uh, the last name her, is like me the username is call me leha hmm. but her wait, name is leha okay I Anyways. mean, I trust you because I obviously I'm just trying to remember. I know names. Here. All right. Yeah, yeah. I, I trust. Landon. I certainly trust you here. <laughs> cool. uh, I love. Like, I love how I knew what he was. Anyways, go on. Yeah, mm-hmm. but like, well, uh, basically, uh, if I if I recall this the backstory to this relatively well, like, um, she was just like kind of grinding micros. Joey found her, and very quickly thereafter, a stream popped off, and she signed by GG. Like mm-hmm. that's yeah. that's a nice. Uh, yeah. sequence of events sure where it's like it nothing else really even matters at that point right yeah. like just the ability to 
uh, grow and learn and get better. And that's true of like all the streamers, mm -hmm. right? Like if you even look at somebody as popular as like, um, uh, God damn it. <laughs> Why am I losing? Kmart? Yes. Yes. Okay. God. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank Landon, you. I got you. <laughs> Jesus. Well, telepathy. Uh, I don't know why I just blanked on his name, but like, yeah. if you look at Kmart's uh, track or, or, or like past track record, it's like mm -hmm. he was in the entertainment space to begin with. I think he was on Big Brother Canada, if yeah, I recall. Yeah, yeah. He won. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he won Big Brother Canada. Parlays that into like getting interested in poker, right? Mm -hmm. It's just like a celeb who comes into the space a little bit interested. We've watched him grow yeah. over the years as a player. And like, that's probably hard for him to kind of like leave it all out there. And yeah, unless he just made it fun. I relate to that. Yeah. Cause I, cause that's exactly what happened with poker. I started in YouTube and then acting and stuff. And then I got into poker during the pandemic, but it was like more of a place to like hide and like take my mind off everything else. Yeah. And then, um, like after the WSOP, there was, it was like a lot of like, uh, I was more involved with the community and there was a lot of interest and, um, and someone was like, you started, or I don't know, Steve wanted me to, my husband wanted me to start a poker vlog, but it was way too hard. I can't, I don't like thinking about that while I'm at the table, right. but the, the streaming, um, I got some advice from my streamer gamer friend, shout out to Gina darling. Uh, she helped me set up a stream and I was like, I think I could, I could probably stream my practice sessions, like, which are just like these micro stakes MDTs. Um, and that could be fun. Cause like, I already like to talk about this stuff. I already like talking about strategies and learning spots. Um, but what was hard was that like, I know my skill level, like it's not, it's not like this, I'm not a pro at all by any means. I never claimed to be. Um, I had only at that point been studying uh, MTTs for like four months and I like happened to do very well, uh, yeah. but I was still learning a lot of spots. There's still so much to learn. And yeah, putting it out there where you're learning and maybe making a lot of mistakes in front of, in the public eye is, uh, is it's hard, but it's also like, people want to root for that too. It's right. like they're seeing you grow. And if someone's going to hate on you for making a terrible spot, well, first of all, everyone in poker thinks everyone sucks. <laughs> everyone sucks. Of like you course. could be like Axe. so good at <laughs> poker and people still are out there saying you fucking suck. I don't know if you know that, Matt. <laughs> I, I've never had such an experience. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, news so, to me. You know, actually, Marley was the one that, that was telling me like, because I was telling her I kind of was nervous about like being so new and like you know making mistakes in front of people and and she was like everyone's gonna think you suck anyway and also you'll get invited to the best games like yeah. if people think you suck it's kind of a good thing because like then they want to invite you to to the softer games and so i'm like that's true you know no matter how good you get people are always gonna think you suck so why not just make it fun like make it keep it what it was for me in the beginning which is just like I have fun learning. Like that's my favorite thing to do is like be a beginner at something all over again and like get excited when I have like small improvements and like, or big wins that like came out of nowhere. Like it's fun. Like you're not expecting it, but you're rooting for it. Um, I think that's more fun than like, uh, well, it's a different, it's a different taste like of fun yeah. than like, I personally do like to watch like, people who are extremely good at the game like at, in these hard spots to see how they handle it but it's not going to be the same at my two five table like right. people are not going to play the same so it, i can separate that in my mind watching something that 
I'm not a part of, but I can admire. And then something that is like, okay, this person's more on my level. And like, how did they handle that spot? That's why it's so fun to see people like Mariano and like Rampage who started at like one, three, two years ago, three years ago. And now they're playing in this million dollar game. It's like, that is so much more exciting to root for mm -hmm. as, as a pleb, you know, and, like someone that's like, oh, that could be me. And you're watching this guy play one, three. And you're like, oh yeah, I would have done that spot differently but like whatever like you're still you're not being a hater you're just like i think i would have done that spot differently and then you're watching him progress and get better and then he wins like all these tournaments like huge high roller tournaments and now like he's not playing one three anymore but sometimes he does just for fun but uh um, yeah. but yeah it's like yeah, yeah. it's relatable and then you're, you're like i was there for the journey i yeah. was there for this character who's actually a real person but you know it's like following someone's storyline just like you're talking about with those wsop videos um, it's like people will always be interested in stories and, and people. And so it's, it's fun to be there from the beginning, watching someone's story than it is to just like get a snapshot at the end of them already successful, already knowing everything already, like not much more room to grow. Uh, and I think that's interesting. Personally. Yeah. The space, the space has changed a lot in the last 10 years, I would say like, it's very cart in front of the horse now where you can become somebody before you actually ever yeah. establish anything. I mean, there are a lot of people out here beaking that have never done anything in this space. <laughs> right. And they have a platform to do so because, uh, for one reason or another, right. Whether it's just the ability to create content or the ability to be, um, liked and followed by by those around them, having some sort of influence doesn't really matter. Whole point is it's not a meritocracy, yeah. right? Like it's very much opportunities will follow your popularity and your influence. So I do think more so now than ever, there's far greater incentive to be able to cultivate a Twitter following of fifty thousand people than there is to be able to spit out the the relative frequencies mm -hmm. that you should be operating through 50,000 sims mm -hmm. right the latter will obviously make you much better at the game and there will be a bottom line attached to it but the former will get you so many good opportunities yeah that it can almost like cancel out the fact that you're not capable of playing like a robot for sure and i wonder how it's going to shape the space moving forward because we've already we, we've already had this weird dichotomy between online and live from the beginning till now mm -hmm. uh, online was always the, the 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 difficult landscape where you really proved yourself like it's where you demonstrated that you were a consummate professional and like could beat any game live was always the party right and it was always where the most money was available it was always where the best time was being had and there was always this weird divide between them but there's now like this duality where online isn't even really available to a lot of the people interested in the game. When I say a lot, I mean America specifically. Uh, and then on top of that, not only is live now the party where there's a lot more money available, but the opportunities, the, the big thing with online before was volume. Mm -hmm. You could always just have opportunity because of the volume. But now the opportunities live are just like doubling and tripling and quadrupling and like a new stream is popping up every single day and then a new show idea is popping up and there's other ways to monetize and brands are being built and yeah. you know, there's spats being uh had and wars being waged off of the fact that like it might generate clicks yeah and so it's almost like getting to a point where now if you're established and you've proven yourself to be a professional in this industry you are either going to be gelfond who is just untouchable and a bit of a godfather of the space or everybody else who's 
ripe for the picking and has someone nipping at your heels in order to kind of like either knock you down a peg or elevate themselves up and create that next opportunity to make sure that you like it wasn't like that when we were coming up right sure dean eggs antonius uh um fucking Mm-hmm. You can't think of any names today. <laughs> no, I can't. I, I'm Zero struggling. people exist I keep in your mind. Say magic. I keep wanting to say magic. Ivy. I keep wanting Ivy. Right? Like all yeah. these guys, they were the household names and they were established there. Mm-hmm. There was no knocking them down. They had corporate money behind them, of stars, course. bull tilt, whatever. Like billion dollar industries propping well, these people what up. What you are describing is exactly the entertainment industry as well. Like you, before the YouTube really. Uh, and even in the beginning phases of YouTube, it was still like not taken seriously, but it was like, you know, you, the only way to break into this industry is the traditional way you get a headshot, you get an agent, then you get a demo reel and you try to break in and you get in the industry and you have to be, you have to be with a top agency and, and get into like a, a network TV show or like a, a move, a blockbuster movie. And you start at this level and then you work your way up and it was a system that was in place forever and like you know a-list celebrities were untouchable there they were the creme de la creme and then youtube shifted the game where um you know these content creators started popping up because they wanted to be in in the traditional space and got denied the opportunities mm-hmm. and so they're like you know well, we'll just you know i still want to like i'm a painter and they're not letting me paint so i'm just i'm gonna make my own you know paintings and i'll sell them you know on this side street and uh and you know like i don't care like what happens because i'm i'm actually loving what i'm doing i'm painting and what happened was they started i think on they didn't realize this at the time but they the followings of people amassed this you know audience and and these eyeballs and uh and then it grew to the point where like people all these brands realized that there's like money to be made off of this because that's all really advertisers pay for is eyeballs to be on their ad and now not only do you have eyeballs from these people who have amassed this great audience but you have loyal eyeballs not just a random ad on a fucking nfl uh you know channel that you're like it's in the middle of the game and everyone's going for a beer break but like actual people who are um who are speaking to hundreds of thousands of dedicated listeners and audience and so all of a sudden there are whole careers made out of youtube and and youtube channels and it went for me because i was in a really weird spot where i was in the traditional world and in the youtube world at the same time and it went from my managers telling me to not tell anyone i was on youtube even though i had like of 50,000 following like without yeah. like a lot of content they're like don't do YouTube don't tell anyone you're on YouTube blah 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 to like a few years later I'd be in an audition and they're like what's your social media following how many numbers do you have it, right. it, the shift happened so fast and then it got to where like YouTubers were being offered roles in these traditional films and 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 movies and um and tv shows over people who had been acting their whole lives who have the top agencies trying to vouch for them but they don't have any credits under their name so they're like it didn't matter how you got in anymore there's a back door and that's kind of what you're talking about with this industry is like there's all these back doors that opened it's not just the traditional path anymore where you need to be sponsored by um a big poker site and what's surprising well not surprising but what's interesting to me is that the poker brands specifically are kind of in the stone age just now catching up to um how they can be how they can work with the content space um in a way that they like they just don't they just haven't done it before yeah for what it's worth kmart did go on um big brother as a professional poker player 
Oh, really? Yeah. Really? Did John party? Was he? Uh, did he do poker after? Uh, I think he was a hockey player going into. Yeah, because he's now uh, known for poker too. Like he's an yeah. ACR pro. He's a streamer. Um, yeah, it's kind of why all of like the A-list celebrities of today are the YouTubers and the content creators, is because they're so accessible. Exactly. And you just always have eyeballs on them. Where before, the only time you ever got eyeballs were from A-list celebrities on movies. Mm -hmm. and you're very excited to see movies, but now the content creators are making their own movies every day. I think sometimes. also they're probably a lot cheaper. Like, just on the aggregate. Uh, well, yeah, you get the A-list celebrities and they're getting paid $50 million a film. Right, if you're, if you're comparing, like, a Tom Cruise to right. someone that's an influencer that's not Jake Paul. Like, yeah. Jake Paul's, like, literally one of one. But whatever the next tier down from Jake Paul is, it's like... Logan Paul? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> sure. But, like, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think that on the aggregate, if, if you're pulling talent from, from YouTube, not only do you have a much uh, vaster pool... To, to choose from but like they're going to be willing to work for you know entry level well that's interesting too because like a lot of them don't even want to do that anymore like yeah. it used to be like oh i'm doing youtube to build my name so that i could eventually go do tv or movies right, but become an actor but tv and movie like the audience has shifted towards digital so like mm -hmm. a lot of them don't even want to do that anymore yeah, they're like, like why making, am i going to tv they're making, when yeah I could just be on i'm here making and way more money I don't have yeah. to put pants on. I'm mm -hmm. in my fucking living room, <laughs> like, or yeah, my bedroom. Exactly. I don't even have to leave mm -hmm. my house. Why would I go to a set where I have to be on set for 12 hours mm -hmm. in a trailer? It's fucking cold, and I don't even like like everyone treats you like you're just an object. Yeah. Like uh, I'd rather you know. You see that with like independent news on YouTube as well. Yeah. Right, because it's like a lot of people like they just would. You know, maybe they used, they started like a, a news channel to hope to get on like CNN or something like that. And now they're just like, I'm going to do my own thing, be independent. I can report how I want to report. Exactly, because you have right. to censor yourself to however mm -hmm. they want you to right, say exactly. things. And, yeah. and when if the money ends up being the same, like you're making just as much money or more on your thing that you own, that mm -hmm. you can express yourself however you want, than a thing where you have to work for someone and you're just being a... a a paid talking head right um like why would you ever choose this one right yeah, yeah. speaking of being pantless and in the living room um, <laughs> what a segue. sorry we have 12 missed calls from kessler on zoom <laughs> do, you kessler! Want me to, do you want me to keep him on ice or what do you want to do <laughs> can you tell him i'm his biggest fan uh, we'll do. I, I think I think he knows at this point. And I think yeah. I can pretty confidently say I think you're going to regret saying that. No, I want to do a I want to do many videos with you guys. I promise you Kessler Kessler's in. Brent Hanks did a uh, way way back man talk about being ahead of her time. Uh we were it was our first year living out here so it must be like 2008. He got put into this weird lock poker contest uh and they sent him like this tiny little digital video camera that had a USB hookup to it that you like literally just plugged into the computer and uploaded. And he took this video of him pretending to be Alan Kessler. He's wearing an LAPC leather jacket <laughs> that you get for final tabling. Mm -hmm. And he's just like wearing this with Chainsaw used to have t-shirts. Mm -hmm. uh, Can back, I have one? Back when, yes. back when Poker one. Road was a thing, they had the chainsaw shirt. Yeah. And it was just this, it was this like baby food yellow yellow yeah tea mm -hmm. with kessler's face on it just a, a chainsaw yep. <laughs> he wore shirts Amazing. of himself i don't know i if i had to guess probably i'm starting to get a nice little collection of tortoise shirts they, oh, they don't say brian well, they don't have on your them. face on them well they have a tortoise face <laughs> 
Certainly not the same. Not the same. A little different. Maybe a little different. But hey, you know. A lot of different. Have you thought of having a tortoise with your face on it? No, please, mm. God. I'd wear it. I don't know. No, because then I'm going to look like. Somebody you know get that like, AI bot fired yeah, up. Like, like, the, like the, the Daily Show used to do with Mr. McConnell where they put his face on the turtle because they. they he really look looked like a turtle, turtle man. He does, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he really looks like a turtle. <laughs> I, don't want that, I don't want it to be. Well, in the guess same what? Realm it's being created right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> What what was the AI app? I can't remember. I have it. What? Lensa. Lensa. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Somebody get Lensa, Brian Lamana, and a tortoise. Oh, man. Merge it Here together. Oh, it's a yeah. shirt. But it's not baby food yellow. I like that was a different not. one. He like must have branched out to have, uh, yeah. More than one. The, the original one. I mean, you have like the vintage original yeah. one. That, that I heard it's going for one. a lot. If yeah, you can I'm get sure. it in mint mm -hmm. condition with the tag still on. Brent probably has like 12 at his house. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it. God, I wouldn't doubt it. This space, uh, man, it's it's uh it's been a wild fucking ride. I can't wait to get off. Man, you say that. I I retired last year, and it's you. You just, just you can't you, you can't take it out of the person. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I do love this fucking game. I hate exactly. the community, but I love the game. <laughs> but you love hate them like a family, I do love like hate a them. dysfunctional yeah. family. No, yeah, you will you're right. Stay here. <laughs> no, you're right. They're like the little brother I never wanted. Did, did yeah. Nikki? Uh, did she? broaden your um expectations of the of the whole poker space and what, what's what's uh, to I, come i think i think yeah i think she's more optimistic i think we're she's on a similar page and she's yeah. very optimistic she's which a dreamer, i appreciate you will she is a dreamer, yeah. <laughs> hey, she is a dreamer. what a great of... great job landon uh for those of you who've been paying attention uh above the felt entertainment is going to be dropping a documentary today at i believe 4 p.m uh it's called dreamers and it follows uh, basically the entire Above the Felt team throughout the WPT Championship, as well as Ethan Rampage Poker, who ended up shipping the 25k uh, high roller. So be sure to tune into that. Uh, it'll actually kick you right to the page after this. So you can go ahead and click that notification to be reminded whenever it goes live. That's it for us. We have an academy this weekend. We do. It starts tomorrow. You I'm have excited. a match this weekend. I have a match this weekend. Match. We're playing only on Sunday. Uh, Nikki, you're going to be joining us for the academy? Yeah, I'm excited. I didn't know it was this weekend. I'm like so pumped. I, I'm clearing my schedule. She's pumped. She's here. I am. I'm, can I vlog it? Yeah. No, I'm, no, 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 no I, won't, I won't vlog it. But no, you actually, yeah? you'd be doing us a I'll service. Vlog, you're only allowed to come unless it. you vlog it. Okay. <laughs> you're an Done. auditing Sold. vlogger. Yeah, that's actually the stipulation now. Okay. Uh, you're an odd vlogger. We are going to have a few people from from different entities coming and auditing it so uh hopefully that'll all come out soon sooner than later uh but that's gonna switch the time for us next week uh monday and tuesday we do still have the academy so i think we're gonna do 7 p.m uh live maybe maybe closer oh, to eight, eight. Yeah, yeah probably closer to eight the academy doesn't end till seven yeah i don't think we can go that's immediately true. live. okay that's fair all right so look for <laughs> the late eight. night podcast next mm -hmm. monday and tuesday i promise you we will be very out of line Fun. thank you guys as always for joining us we'll be back with some updates and uh all the things poker drama on monday we'll see you guys then later squad peace